Hi, listening to the Trossux Wild Apothecary podcast, and I'm Rox. I run Trossux Wild Apothecary based in Scotland, and there I run workshops tuning people back into nature, getting you out into the wild, moving, aiming to improve your well being, and get you to think about the food that you're eating. This month's podcast is out a little bit later than normal. And the sound quality is maybe not perfect, but um, I've done the best I can with uh, what I had. The interview is, however, really interesting. It I recorded it when I was in Finland, in Helsinki, and it is with a company called Meta, which is run by two girls, Rosa and Anika. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit about Meta from their website before we actually go and listen to the podcast. So Meta was born out of our desire to share the pure, pristine and exciting flavours of Nordic forests with the rest of the world. We wanted to do this in the best possible way, sharing only the highest quality, completely pure ingredients in their natural form with nothing added to them and providing them in a manner sustainable and responsible manner. Why Nordic ingredients? Because we are lucky in the Nordics to hold home to the cleanest nature in the world. We have an abundance of natural superfoods that grow from the cleanest soil fed by the cleanest air and water and furthermore are strengthened by the midnight sun. They are full of nutrients and flavours and we want to share this delight with the rest of the world. Wild food is so much more than just weeds. It is a lifestyle that invites you on a journey to an oasis of wellness that lurks in our backyards filled with superfoods and nature's wonders. Wild foods is a hobby that flavours and nourishes your home cooking. In addition, it nurtures your body naturally with functional exercise and relaxation. Wild fiddleness. So the girls at Meta Nordic started off as a small um, company with help called Helsinki Wild Foods, where they ran workshops, taking people out foraging. And these two girls, Rosa and Anika, have set up uh, their Meta Nordic to sell the products from Finland and it started off as a small company just a two of packaging and it's now become a much bigger company where they're selling worldwide so they talk about um, this and where their products come from and about their products yeah, none of that herbs yeah mm-hmm. the herbs is a quite new thing many many things now like the basic berries and then few mushrooms and mm-hmm. then yeah. that's about it and do you think do people use the, the mushrooms and the berries quite a lot in their just they, general day-to-day? They use a few mm. species. Um, and they do, and that's a really popular hobby to go for aging mushrooms and, and berries. But but uh, for those like few few species, and then um, of course it's more like in the in the people who live countryside who know the, the spots where to go pick. Yeah, yeah. So, but mm. but the herbs is it, those are quite new thing. And Dandelion, and, 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 and uh, those are like, uh, I would say, maybe within past five years, it has uh, like uh, begun so to be really interesting yeah. for young people as well to okay. pick the herbs. Yeah. And yeah. do you, because you, you teach foraging walks and things, do you have a lot of Finnish people that come on your walks? Yeah, yeah. most people are, are Finnish, and they yeah. are like really like basic people, like mm-hmm. from, from all ages and genders, and, and uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's been quite like a surprising that how like a, uh, that that there's so much so big lack of knowledge 
like uh, regular people who want mm -hmm. to learn more, not just people who are like really health oriented or yeah. or green or like really regular people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just want to learn. And yeah. you think there's a quite a big, there's a lot of interest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. I think the background is that the, the foreign superfoods started to, it was a really big hit in Finland about mm -hmm. 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I think that's started this kind of boom that people wanted to like, uh, and of course all the food crisis and everything that's happening in the world, that people are paying much more attention to where the food has come from and is it processed and, and how nutrition dense it is. And, yeah. and, uh, and, but, but after that, I think that uh, many people have started to appreciate more Finnish food. That they understand that it's, it's actually really clean compared to, to uh, export of foods. And, and then the, the foreign superfoods, they have also understood that, okay, we, we have a similar uh, plants in Finland, so why should we ship goji berry from, uh, from China or, or maca from, from somewhere when Finland is full of? really really good stuff which is the, the cleanest in, in the world yeah. Yeah. So, so that has been I think uh, behind that uh, interest that foraging has become such a hit and then also there's been a lot of discuss of the topic that uh, uh, that how the uh, foraging walking in the forest is, is such a good like a, uh, for, for the mental mm. side and, and there's been a lot of research uh, that, 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 that nature and yeah. how it's affect on the body so yeah, I think that's many people who who, who are, do work uh, with the computer and indoors. It's something that they're like a body and mind is like screaming to go outside and 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 walk and gather the food at the same time. It's, now it's still like a like a quite a new, but it's it's definitely gonna be a bigger when more people get more in, information and mm -hmm. and and. Uh, I feel like the past years, like from when Helsinki Walk mm -hmm. started, it's definitely like growing yeah. and growing. And then we keep hearing all the time, like, oh, you guys have such forests that are so um, uh, modern or like with the time. Like this is this is the time for this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Do you tell me about, about how this actually started? I think Anne, that's the best <laughs> tell story. Well, Helsinki well, at the moment, Helsinki Wild Foods is a, is a brand. Uh, it's a shared brand with with, with uh, six people. But then, then uh, uh, with the past uh, six months, we've established Meta brand for, for just for the food products, and that's where Rosa and I are working. And our aim is to to export these products uh, uh, abroad. But, but uh, Helsinki Wild Foods it started uh, 2015 when I uh, well actually it was a it, uh, in 2015, there there was two women, Anna and Pauline, our friends, who, who held wild food uh, foraging uh, courses by that name. Or mm -hmm. they were just starting. They had uh, held maybe a few few courses, and that's uh, that was the, uh, the idea behind the, the, the Helsinki Wild Foods to teach people to to forage and, and to about the nature and well-being. And I participated the one course. My background is in food sciences. I've studied. Okay. Uh, uh, food stuff and marketing, but but when I uh, participated in the course, I realized, wow, well, this is this is like uh, amazing that they don't teach this kind of thing in university, even though they should, because that's where the whole Finnish food culture lies in the forest, in the nature, yeah. on in, in those flavors we have right there. And uh, after that, I, I thought that we have to like make some products out of this, and and we 
amount of about and I had to have prepared a little pesto for mm -hmm. us, which, which we tasted at the end of the course. And that was something like I was like so like uh, uh, overwhelmed that if we have so good flavors right here, why don't we like uh, uh, why do we why do we use foreign stuff? And then after that, I googled, I compared the middle to spirulina and all all sorts of green powders, and I noticed that it's it's really really good and the taste is really good and clean. And so after that, we started to make some some products, and uh, and it took it took a while to to understand the the legislation side. It's uh, it's a I could talk for hours <laughs> about how difficult it is in Finland. There are only a few plants you can sell as a food. Okay. Uh, but most of the, the wild plants you can only sell as a dietary supplement or um, there's a lot of lot of stuff but but still but but yeah we made we made our first products the, there was a nettle salt and then nettle crush and, and some berry products and and that's how we started okay yeah and how long how long ago was this this was um four years ago okay. and after that we've had uh, the products and then we've had courses on on the on the Season, it's been a seasonal like a, okay. work, and we are still still uh, organizing uh, courses by the Helsinki Wild Force brand, and then then we have the we change the products to to undo the meta brand. Now, Rosa and I hope to like get a um, that kind of business for us that that would pay our living, the, with the meta brand, and, and maybe we could hire a few more, and and to to we are at the moment we have an importer in Japan and, okay. and the in few products are selling in few European countries and then in, in Finland but that's something we we hope to grow mm -hmm. and uh, yeah and then the, the courses are more like a seasonal mm -hmm. seasonal work but who knows maybe there's also good business opportunities yeah the thing is in Finland that the season is uh, well well you can at the early spring you can have the herb courses then in the summer berry courses and then mushroom courses so mm -hmm. it's actually it's uh, half a year yes yeah, so yes yeah. quite a lot of yeah just yeah, because you get quite much a lot of winter yeah <laughs> mm. yeah i give that winter time will give you time to kind of rest doesn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. think and do other things and, and actually yeah what we found is like even courses in the winter are more and more popular where it's like do-it-yourself cosmetics or mm. you know even mm. tea making <laughs> and drying courses and all kinds of Things you can then do. Yeah. And yeah, I saw you doing spa things as well with herbs. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. herbs are you using for, for that? Um, so that was that was like you did that for quite a while. It was like a sauna, mm -hmm. sauna herb kind of combination. And so what basically what we would do is we'd make face masks with different kinds of herbs. So we'd come there with a, we'd have like five or six different herbs, and then we'd kind of explain them all, and then the customers would get to choose what they would like to use, and then they'd make a make a nice mask using honey and Finnish oats and, and arxilitol. Birch and yarrow. We had birch leaves, yarrow, we had um, um, fireweed when it's when it's big already. It's still called fireweed in English when it's big, mm. yeah. 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 And we would have ladies mantle, which suits like almost all skin types. Mm -hmm. We would have we had nettle as well. Or we would say you crush it first. Mm -hmm. yeah, even, and even though nettle was actually used back in the day for all kinds of skin disorders, okay. it makes your blood flow bigger. Okay. Yeah. And those are really popular really fun to do. So is there a big tradition in Finland in the past, and you said not now, now but in the past of using these 
products. Yes, it was. Yes, it was, and it uh, it has been like a really important market traditions. And and without uh, before the modern medication, it things have like used a lot of natural products, and that's something which is a bit pity because that um, uh, all that information is about to vanish because of the the generations. My or our parents, they don't mm, know anything no. about the wild plants. But no. then our grandparents, they like now. And my my um, uh, my uh, grandmother is like, that why are you selling the nettle? It's like she doesn't like it get get the place. Yeah. They're a business yeah, to the nettle yeah. because it's it's like right there. But but luckily now because this has become more popular, it's there's can be a lot of books and and written about it, so people are gathering the info. But but it has been really really important in, in Finland. Uh, how to use the plants in, in medical purposes. Mm-hmm. I don't know the chaga. You know the, the, yeah, the yeah. That's that's something like that. It's at the moment. It, it there has been a lot of discussion about it because um, in uh, maybe five years ago, the Finnish uh, this kind of food regulating uh, this government they they were about to abandon that you can't sell any chaga mm-hmm. because uh, it's like I. Because it, it it might be like that it's not safe and 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 then people were like really uh, like they didn't get it because we've always like used used it it's been a big part of Finnish like a uh, culture but but then when the modern legislation meets this kind of uh, info that what something has been used for a long time it doesn't necessarily mean that you could sell it as a like a food product. so now there is a law that you can sell chaga only as a food supplement. Or as a tea product, but that's it. You okay. can't make an ice cream and flavor it with chaga. Or many restaurants do, but it's not that kind of product you could sell in a food store. But yeah, yeah, there's there's been a lot of lot of uh, information how people use the plants and and berries and uh, I mean mushroom plants and, and mushrooms for healing purposes. Yeah, I would say the yarrow is maybe the most like used because it has so many functions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how they do it antibacterial. And they have yeah. the traditions with the birch leaves. Yeah. I don't know. What we ate, uh, what we uh, sold, but then we noticed quite fastly that it's uh, it's uh, really big job together. The plants, if you uh, and for some herbs, you have to have the landowner's permission. You probably heard of the uh, every man's rights yeah. that we have in Finland. Um, that that means you can pick these kind of uh, sort of like weeds, these kind of uh, uh, certain plants. But you can't pick anything from tree. You can't pick spruce tips or yeah, yeah. You can pick blueberries, the berries, but you can't pick that. The plant because that's yeah. this kind of fight takes longer to. And, uh, but yeah, yeah. Now we find a really good uh, providers for for the plants we are selling, and uh, some of them are cultivated, like the nettle we are using. It's it's cultivated in a in a field, and they are not using anything. It's just they just let the nettle grow, but but still, mm-hmm. yeah, it's and wild nettle. It's quite way. hard to to mm-hmm. find. Yeah. And it's the best way of controlling the quality as well because nettle especially takes everything from the soil. So yeah. if it would be wild growing, you need to know exactly what's yeah. happening. And the amounts we need are quite quite big. So, but then then of course depends on on the product. This is a uh, one of our, my favorite products. This bag is actually open. I just made made this for you. This is a 
mix of uh, calming herbs. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah. There's a fireweed and there's heather. Yeah, raspberry and and some other herbs. That's really nice. We have quite a lot of products, but these are what I've. And then this is Finnish xylitol and and uh, with lingonberry. It, there's whole berries and, and berry powder. So the product looks really nice. Little pesto. This is a quite new product. This is a mix of Finnish uh, herbs and then uh, some uh, salts and nutritional yeast to replace the cheese flavor. It's a vegan There's recipe. No cheese, no nuts. Yeah, you you add uh, add oil and water and you have a, like a pesto type of taste. That's really that's this is like the beginning and the, like this is where I'm yeah. Like, you know, this is where like, did it all from? Yeah, five years ago I, I first planned that it's gonna be like a pesto char you you have in the stores like a regular product, mm -hmm. but but in to make those kind of uh, Products you would ha have to use only fresh nettle to make it. Okay. So and that's uh, not that easy. Yeah. Easy at the moment, then you would have to make a really big quantities that time because it has to be made on a sort of like a factory to get it very tight. So it has the two years shelf life, and so that was much easier for us. Yeah, but, but also that's actually turned out to be a really uh, a genius product because uh, quite often for the ready pesto jars, there's a food waste that goes molded and you don't maybe use it uh, all that at the same time. So this is the idea is that you can make a one spoonful per time if you like and then it has a good shelf life. It's, it's lightweight, you can take it with you and all of our products are uh, compostable, even the labels. And are you selling these ones in the UK as well? Uh, well, well, yeah, we are now starting for sure that this is at the moment that all the products we are selling. There will be some more we are considering starting to sell, sell Bruce Tips powder as such, like a seasoning product, and then maybe something more. But we are still like investigating the markets that what would be like a, a smart product. Yeah. And do you um, pick these products yourself? These not products, the like the herbs and things, or do you have pickers? Uh, we have a we have a, a herb uh, farm who who like um, uh, who has connected all the pickers and, and the cultivators. Okay. So that's that, that was a behind a really big job that we found like a one place because it's really hard to if we would because we don't have any office, we don't have any facilities like here. So it would be impossible to man manage many different pickers because we are responsible of the quality by law. We would have to check everything and it would be like a really hard. But but now we have a um, place called Urtipaja Nordic Herbs. It's a company in Eura, uh, three years to the north from here. And uh, they, are, uh, they are buying all the all the ingredients for us and they actually most of them are poaches they are putting it putting it on a bag so they are making the packaging for us okay. we used to do that ourselves yeah. the first so 15,000 poaches we packed ourselves the very first products picked ourselves packed ourselves yeah. but then you know as you grow and the volumes grow you start to yeah. find a find a producer and now we also have a professional packer and okay. yeah. so at the moment we get to focus on, on Product development and branding and selling and yeah. fun, fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although we do miss like sometimes it's really yeah. fun when we get to do hands-on things now because you're yeah. like, oh, you can just like close the bag. <laughs> Done. Yeah, but that's, that's uh, we quite often get get calls that hey, I I I am living in a uh, central Finland and uh, can I sell you some birch leaf? And we say that we don't buy directly, but please offer the birch leaf to the help house. 
who are packing yeah. our products. So then they sell to them and they check the product. They have good uh, facilities. They have machines to dry big amounts and uh, and they have uh, machines to sell or to uh, to, to kind of quality check to you know so that none of the 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 parts the of the bar to where take the burns yeah. yeah like a yeah. like yeah. to kind of clean the product to make it so make it like the a best. brush or a powder what we need because you need to have a mill and you would need to have a, all the all the facilities to so it gave you the chance to, to do more really doesn't it yeah yes. they do that on behalf of course we have mm -hmm. to like pay them for that but yeah. it's it's uh, it's still really good for us because uh, if we would have our own. Uh, that kind of space that would have a rental fee and, and yeah. so now we are basically only paying of the amount we are like making. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then we have a warehouse, we used to have our warehouse at, at the office we used to have but now we have outsourced that also. Even though our volumes are quite small but it's still uh, really good to have it outsourced. We have a system when we get the order we put the order there and they they sent it. I visited yesterday, it's quite mm -hmm. close but it's, it's still still love. I think that's the biggest lesson. I, I guess when you said you're kind of still like changing a little bit what you're doing is I mean that's what that's yeah. what our, our business model was like before as well where then we by the time we got investors on board it's quite easy they'll say you know take that off mm -hmm. take that off take that off keep that let's yeah. do that and you kind of learn that it's better the less you do the better yeah. usually in the outcome I mean it goes for life yeah when you focus to yeah. get more done actually and at the same time it's like really hard because then when you outsource outsource some core functions then if they don't work like really smoothly then uh, smooth then you are in, in, in trouble but, yeah but we've had a quite a lot of practice of, of uh, <laughs> these uh, companies we are now working with so so how did you transition from being somebody quite small who's doing this yourself to yeah. then getting to the stage that you're at now? Okay. Well, we did it gradually okay. uh, and, and of course we did the first years without any salary uh, and everybody else has like a, had their main jobs and then we did what that uh, time we had left when we did yeah. this. So it went gradually and then we got some uh, funding from uh, this kind of Finnish governmental thing who's funding startup, startups and, and with that uh, help we were able to outsource Yeah, yeah, on the on the food products. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Side, yes, yeah. definitely, yeah. So the, the xylitol that you have in this, do they make it as well from the batch here? Uh, 
sorry? Your xylitol. Ooh, yeah. Xylitol is yeah. interesting. I'm not going to yeah. explain on, on mm. xylitol because, and where it's made from because I think this is yeah. an important question about it's, the... It's not made on the ancient way where they used it to get from the, the, the tree. It's uh, so uh, expensive that nobody's basically doing that anymore in Finland. Yeah. But the xylitol we are using there is, is uh, it's made in Finland and it's, it's from uh, a wood industry's side waste. When they are taking cellulose off the tree, there is this kind of side that would go to waste, but they can uh, turn to turn that into xylitol mm-hmm. in a factory, okay. so it's not in a, in a forest, mm-hmm. but but it's like wood-based and it, it's really clean, yeah. clean and really high quality since it's it, it's wood-based. So there's a lot of xylitol that isn't wood-based these mm-hmm. days, so because xylitol can be made from a variety of different raw ingredients, yeah. Yeah. so one that Annika has told me, she's like the expert on this, is a from corn, for example. Yeah. But then it means you're you're again taking land to cultivate corn. So that's why I'm like really happy with our xylitol that we've managed to find a way of getting it that's actually something that would otherwise be waste. And we yeah. can trade it into something with value, which is like the best. Yeah. Yeah. Sure that's why I was wondering because there's a lot of xylitol that's like it's not very clean and not yeah. very pure, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's so it's, it's really good. It's made in in Kotka in Finland. The, um, the bad thing is about it that that its um, its price is getting up all the time because people are getting more info and and, and many people prefer the, the this kind of xylitol made from from tree and, and the side green waste. But now one big Finnish company called Fatser they are starting to make xylitol from from side waste also from oats uh, shells yeah. when, when they you are when like milling break. the oats. Yeah. Uh, the old gray oats grain. Uh-huh. There's so this the, the outer shell is like a waste. Yeah. So they can make xylitol of that. So okay. that's that's really cool. Yeah. 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 So maybe we can get that later. And is that done? How do they do that? Do they do they, do they use have to use chemicals to do that or? It's done. Yeah, I think some way in, in a factory mechanically. Yeah, but but I think it's uh, they will make it as clean as possible. So it's gonna be just pure xylitol. This one, definitely. So, do you have what are the other the new ideas and things that you have for products? For products, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of of stuff. uh, Maybe the main thing we are um, uh, dealing with is that we want to make uh, or we have to make exporting products because we are not our company is not like uh, manufacturing anything. We don't have any fields. We are not picking ourselves. So, so. uh, um, and we have to buy buy life from uh, there's quite a lot of like up levels so so our margin we uh, the price of our product is quite high and and in Finland things are not that eager to buy quite high prices of this because it's still there is uh, they think that even though they don't forage themselves they think that I could forage mm-hmm. this myself so why should I buy uh, expensive metal or expensive berry product because I could like do this myself. So that's why um, we, we have to go to abroad. And then abroad, what we have to think about is, is the foreign legislation. Many mm-hmm. really nice plants we could sell in Finland, but, but we can't sell uh, outside the EU. Mm-hmm. Or, or, and, and then the packaging, we, we would like to, uh, some, we have some ideas to sell some products in a really nice glass tower, but then there's the logistic. So, uh, and then of course in the foreign country, if the product is too exotic, uh, some, something that would, something that Finns would think that hey, this is really nice, this is really exotic, nobody else is doing it. 
that would be something that it would be way too exotic to thing, Japan. Yeah, so the thing like we try to balance is kind of having products that are exciting and different in some way, so we're differentiating ourselves, not just selling basic that's already being sold everywhere, but at the same time selling products that are easy to understand and not too exotic because then it gets to the point where, you know, some of the stuff we sell, we also have to educate a lot in Finland. Yeah. Like, what is this herb that hasn't, you know, people our age, like we said, and our parents, they don't know these herbs, mm -hmm. so it's already exotic enough, so it's like a fine balance between using these herbs that we haven't used for thousands of years and then also bringing their this side of like safety and and I know okay I know what we're talking like a pesto like that's yeah. already quite yeah, yeah quite the, the pesto is a really good example because the, the it's something familiar but yet something like new but not something like too weird yeah, yeah. and yeah. also the berry xylitol is that, that quite many people know what is xylitol and they know what is berries but uh, but nobody has combined them yet in a way we do and it looks also the Japanese were really like oh come on when they saw the product because it contains uh, the berries. Yeah. I can open this for you if you like. Yeah. This, they should, nice. You should use scissors it's, because it's a compostable bag. It doesn't open up so beautifully, but you can... And that's been another really important thing for us and it's been like a, kind of a difficult path that we've chosen if we want to do things with using only the highest quality ingredients. Mm -hmm. With Venus, we know all our producers, but also with using packaging that's you know, good for the environment. It's and a that's bit clumpy, but it's, it's normal. But you can see it, it contains the it's whole really berries, so smart. it's like Some a... Some are going to love this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> always love this. Like, <laughs> the berries are freeze-dried, so they will stay nice. But it's really, really nice. And then you have, are you putting it on yogurt? So yogurt, on porridge, yes, on tea. Smoothies. If you like to bake, you can replace this yeah. with regular sugar. Only thing is is this, that um, it, um, it, 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 it can swallow your belly. So you have you can't if you eat the whole pouch at once, <laughs> then you definitely feel really bad. <laughs> so there is some instruction behind you. You should use like uh, start with um, only like one teaspoon, okay. and then you can. Now I use this quite a lot, so I can use it now quite quite long time. But if if I had a pause, then I can't eat it like too much. Mm -hmm. so why is that? The, why does it? Well, it's uh, it's, it's silly yeah, it's yeah. same as with the uh, with the chewing gum or with, with any other like this kind of uh, sweetener that if it you eat it, it too much, yeah. yeah, because it's not it's not sugar. It's uh, it's sort of like the sweetening, yeah. Not the yeah. English word, but but yeah. And I mean, xylitol as well is really rich in fiber, which again, when something's rich in fiber, then yeah, it makes you well. Yeah. Well, we've got here. We've got rose root crush. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, yeah, that's sort of like a ginseng of the north. It's this kind of refreshing uh, ad adaptogen. Uh, it it, it uh, refreshes and it stimulates, but it doesn't have any caffeine. Mm -hmm. So this is like a really good morning uh, tea yeah. or afternoon tea if you would like to like replace the coffee because this is really like awakens you. This Stimul is something that the Vikings used to use before there. Uh, a crazy world journeys to like to get some energy. And this is the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this this is this plant has a really lovely story. It's the, um, it's not a rose plant, even though the the name is, is rose root. You've maybe heard the Latin name is Rhodiola rosea. You yes. can you, yeah. So it's the roots of the plant, and you have to uh, let it uh, grow four to five years before you can use that. Roots. Their roots in order to it to become really strong, and and the more like um, the more the plant has to suffer like from a uh, harsh winter and, and no light at all, the stronger it gets because okay. it has to like a struggle to 
to and stay I mean, alive. This is true for all Finnish plants. Yeah. That's what they yeah. say. That's why they're so rich in antioxidants and vitamins. Yeah, because they have to like uh, struggle to, to survive. Mm-hmm. And in our in our uh, environment, that's definitely something. <laughs> and and that for and and the northern it comes, the stronger it is. This come this one comes like uh, in uh, central Finland, so it's uh, not that strong. That, that those products that come from Lapland, or and then some of the products also. Roots are gathered from Norwegian, from the mountains, and those mm-hmm. are like then really high. That's one of the superfoods I think we get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's really interesting. That's one plant that has been. There's a lot of like a research about it, and it has been used used quite a lot in, in Nordic countries and and in in uh, Russia also. In Siberia, Siberian rose root has selling selling quite a lot, but but ours is always Finnish. So, uh, and then, yeah, this is a, this is a this really is nice, nice. Um, this kind of a culinary salt. Uh, the salt itself is Norwegian flake salt, um, and then uh, Finnish porcini mushrooms, Finnish nettle, and some uh, thyme. And the salt has a really nice story as well. We carefully mm. chose this. This it's like a family company in Norway, and they use to make all of their production. They only use uh, wind and. and water energy, so renewable sources of energy. Yeah, Yeah. this product is something that it's like too good to be true and that's why it it costs uh, so much much because the salt itself, the flake salt is really expensive and and then of course the Finnish porcini salt and the Finnish uh, herbs. So uh, this is a quite hard hard product to sell because people aren't used to pay that much of uh, salts. But then then if you know some you're into cooking, then you know maybe that okay, this kind of salts they do cost, but for, for regular persons, this uh, might be like I don't maybe understand that why she did. Mm. But this is a it's a really nice. And how what do you what kind of recipes do you usually put them in? Uh, well, you can put it uh, on top of bread if you if you have uh, on top of butter with the un- unsalted butter. It's really nice uh, mm. combination. You can even mix it, it with that. Uh, then it's you can really use nice. it basically in, a, in a, any. Food you're making in pasta, pizza. Mm, it's really or, nice on omelets. Yeah, on omelets. Just on, like, it's I really nice. Eggs, yeah, it gives a really nice flavor. Yeah. a little bit more than salt. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the omelet is really good. I, I use it on in everything. Yeah, yeah. So I love the the porcini I mean, flavor. Yeah, and mixing it with vegetables. If you're frying yeah. vegetables, like on a pan, I'll put that in. Yeah. Either yeah. that or a nettle salt, because the nettle salt mm. is also really yeah, nice. Yeah, that one I forgot. That I should have brought that also. The nettle salt uh, we have uh, it's di- it's it's like a fine salt. So we use the Guérande, which is like the the best salt in, in Europe, which comes from France, from Guérande. So. Uh, and yeah. did you source that from? Because you're you living in France. Yeah, but we, we had the product. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Do the quality check. But I've been visiting the salt making, <laughs> and I've been surfing on, on the west coast. Yeah. It's cool to see how salt is made. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen? They have these like piles, and then they harvest it from like these kind of pools. It's really interesting. Yeah. And the website, the website that you sent me in the email. Yeah. Like so com and they'll be online next week. And um, Godka Living also sells other, like if if you're interested in other Nordic superfoods. So that's probably why you saw Chaga and and because yeah, they okay. sell Arctic Warriors. Arctic Warriors is another company from Lapland. Okay. And they have some some kind of similar things. They're more in the super. F- so we are more kind of on the culinary side of things. And so on the healthy food, and but like this kind of enjoy life, like yeah. 
Our sweetening in your porridge. <laughs> yeah. Like our kind of idea and our slogan and our story, if you read like the inside of the box, is we want to take people on a culinary journey into the Nordic forest. So imagine you're walking into the Nordic forest. What can you find? There's mushrooms, there's berries, there's herbs, there's trees, you know, and, and we kind of want to bring it all and bring it onto the palate in multiple ways that you can use it, from tea to sweetening to salt to pestos. And so that's like our kind of idea is we, we want to set the table with the best Nordic flavors. And then um, whereas there's other companies who go into the berry powders and the kind of superfoods of berry powders because we know they're you know, superfoods. And then we have the superfood herb product and spruce sprout and these kinds of things that you can then add into smoothies and you get the kind of maybe the health benefit as the first rather than the culinary and the experience and bringing it all together, which is what we want to step in. That's kind of how we experienced it as well. We're we always say it's gone like from phases. It might have been like the superfood craze to then kind of being like just appreciating the nature side of it to being like I could be outdoors with my friends, with my family. I can forage. I can, you know, save money, save time. I get the natural benefits of being in the forest while getting stuff to eat for tonight. And yeah. it's very holistic, Yeah, I think, our approach. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, it shows or it tells a story very well of how we come from and how we yeah. see the whole nature is such a holistic experience mm-hmm. and it's not just a superfood it's not just the experience of foraging it's not it's all of it yeah, yeah. yeah. yes that's kind of where I'm coming from is yeah. that kind of holistic thing of it it's everything yeah. and it's all part and connected yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and kind of finding the balance in it as well like in, in you know it's not about what you find or how much you bring home or, or, or which herbs you happen to find going with the seasons going with like balance you mm-hmm. know yeah that's also kind of what we offer with our product is like, uh, yeah, don't use too much salt. <laughs> don't use too much salt. Oh, it's a balance. You get a little bit of, like, enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's exciting. I'm excited to try them and test them all. Yeah. Yes. You have to tell us what you think. Yeah. Yes. I think I really like our logo. Mm. It's like a smiley. There's something really happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. And is it, it is, the mountains? Yeah, it's yeah. like the mountains, or are it, they're actually not mountains, they're like tundras in the north, in Lapland, and then okay. there's like a tree, and then there's the midnight sun. Okay, nice. And, and what does like Meta mean? M and an N, like Meta Nordic. Meta is actually a slang word for uh, Metsa, which is forest. So Meta, it was eastern Finland, yeah. Or western Finland, uh, I forget now. Western. It's like a, a, an old slang not slang, but um, it's like a dialect. Word. Yeah, dialect. dialect. Yeah, it's a dialect word yeah. okay. for forest. Yeah, maybe, maybe one point I uh, I would like to say that uh, I don't know how is it in in Scotland, but the, now that uh, if the climate change and all the radical changes in weather, what we've ha- had in in Finland last year summer was the hottest since a hundred years. And, and it was really bad to the plants and to the, the berries. So that's something we are quite worried about because um, the balance in, in nature is quite fine. So if there uh, something happens, it, it, it can like change quite radically mm-hmm. than what kind of uh, plants we have here in Finland. Yeah. So uh, that's that's something we are a bit concerned and that's something we hope that the, the whole world would understand better that, that it, it might... Uh, sound uh, that the, oh well it's not bad if the temperature rises a little bit but it can change really big like mm-hmm. uh, because it's all like a domino effect it is if something changes it can change the whole mm-hmm. whole like uh the whole so, balance in nature yeah and and like like we talked the bilberry crop was re- really bad this mm-hmm. year 
Mm-hmm. It, it can be normal because it, sometimes there is good, sometimes there is bad. But mm-hmm. but if, uh, if if there are radical changes in the weather, then that's, that's mm-hmm. something that affects quite mm-hmm. strongly. To that. And we also, it's important to protect cold, harsh winters just for the power of our, yeah. our plants and to keep our soil. That I mean, that's a secret why the Nordic countries or the northern countries are so clean. You know, the soil gets cleansed. Yeah. By the cold winter and the, yeah. and the snow layer that gets on top, and, the, and then the moderate summers because we don't have to use that many pesticides because the weather is not that like uh, high as in, in Germany or where where yeah. it gets like really warm. Yeah. So those are really important factors mm-hmm. that can yeah. be changed quite quite like a fast if okay. yeah. Are any questions from any of uh, your listeners or anyone? They can always contact us. Instagram is probably the best. Um, way to follow us we keep that the most up to date and it's really easy to contact us via instagram as well with questions and comments and to photos and uh, that's metan at metanordic metanordic with two t's m-e-t-t-a so i just wanted to finish off the podcast by saying that if you do want to buy any of the products from metanordic you can actually buy them from an online retailer based in the bristol set up by um, two girls Natalia and Penny uh, Kotka Living and it's k-o-t-k-a living.com so thank as always thanks for listening to this month's podcast and I will see you next month for another one